And with regard to Tokyo out of Egypt, there is a question that's brought down in Hasidus. Why does it say, I'm Lord your God who took you out of Egypt? Why doesn't it say, I am the Lord your God who created the world? So if God wants to introduce himself and say his greatness, so it's a much bigger miracle to create the world than it is to um, take us out of Egypt. Taking us out of Egypt is changing one existence to another. But then there is creating something out of nothing. That's a much bigger miracle. So why is it that when God introduces himself, he does not say, I am the Lord your God who created the heaven and earth. Instead he says, I am the Lord your God took you out of Egypt. Maimonides actually, when he's talking about the mitzvah of believing in God, the source Maimonides has, that there's a mitzvah to believe in God, is from this verse. In other words, when Maimonides begins discussing in the beginning of his magnum opus, the beginning of his 14 books of Allah, he starts talking about the mitzvah of believing in God. What's the source in the Torah that you have to believe in God? What, what, what makes this a mitzvah? makes it a mitzvah is this verse. Anochi Hashem I am Lord your God, is the source that Maimonides brings to believe that God created the world. So, so if that's what this verse is telling us, this halacha, this law comes from this verse, then why doesn't God just say it? I am Lord your God who created heaven and earth. Why does he say who um, took you out of Egypt? So one explanation is Rashi's explanation. Rashi says, I am Lord your God who took you out of Egypt, and therefore you need to be subservient to me. In other words, yes, it may be something greater that God created heaven and earth, but God's talking to Jewish people, and he's telling them why he's relevant to them, why they must serve him. And he's saying, yeah, I made the whole world, but why am I your God? Why do you must you serve me? Because I am that. That word, Asher, that, seems to indicate that the verse is saying a identity. In other words, it's not God is saying to us something that's relevant to us only, but rather God's describing himself. And he's saying, I am the Lord your God that took you out of Egypt. This is who I am. So it's not just about what why you are obligated to serve me, rather the simple translation that this is possibly why the commentaries don't um, uh, subscribe to Rashi's explanation. Because the, the simple translation of the verse sounds like it's, God's not just talking to us, but rather he's describing himself. And the question is, so why doesn't he describe himself with a greater business card? I am Lord your God who uh, created the heaven and earth. Why does he say it took you out of Egypt? So my explanation is like this. When God took us out of Egypt, it was actually something more than creating heaven and earth. Creation of heaven and earth is related to the name Elohim. Elohim is numerically equivalent to the word Hatavat, the word nature. So there is the way godliness is the source, Hashem contracts his light, he's the source of creation, Elohim. And then there is the way Hashem reveals himself beyond nature in a miracle. So when a god took a side of Egypt, not only did he employ the power of Hashem that is within creation, the power which is vested and hidden in nature, rather Hashem revealed Yukivavke, Hashem's infinite power, which is beyond nature. A revelation beyond Elohim, a revelation from the level of Yukivavke, revelation from God's name, which is transcendent, the revelation of God's essence. And therefore, God says, I am Lord your God, took you out of Egypt. 
because God's talking about revelation of godliness, which is beyond creation. Okay, so that's what that's what one explanation is. God is talking about a level of revelation that's beyond creation. Yes, from our perspective, this would be a bigger miracle. This is a smaller miracle. It's a bigger miracle for God to create the world. But the godly energy that it is in a miracle is is from Yudki Vavke, is from infinite, the infinite power of Hashem. And the godly energy within creation is in the way Hashem's light is contracted. The question was like this. The Rambam doesn't say it. The Rambam says that this verse, I am Lord your God, took you out of Egypt, this verse is talking about the mitzvah and believing in Hashem. So it's difficult to say that this verse is talking about only the greatness of Hashem beyond creation. I am the Lord your God, took you out of Egypt. I am Lord your God who is revealed in the level of Yudke Vavke because Maimonides uses this same verse to prove that to believe in creation, to believe that Hashem created the world. In other words, if this verse indeed is only about the revelation of godliness, which is beyond creation, then why is Maimonides use this verse to prove that to believe that God created the world? There must be something in this verse that both is about revelation beyond creation and creation itself, and that's why Maimonides uses this verse as a source of we must believe that God created the world. Must, must, and that's the direction we're going to go. We have to say there's both in there, because the Maimonides uses this verse to prove we have to believe God created the world. So we answered our question. The question was, why does God say I took you out of Egypt? Because Hashem is talking about the higher kind of revelation. But we still have a question, though. How does this fit with Maimonides, who uses this verse to say that we have to believe that God created the world? So the answer is like this. What is so... Of course, to answer this question, if that's another question, right? We're Jews, after all. What's so unique about the Ten Commandments, the giving of the Torah Mount Sinai? There's thunder, there's lightning... And then what did God say? God said, I want you to behave. And not just behave like in an amazing way. I want you to behave civilly. Don't kill. Don't steal. Don't commit adultery. Again, and this is coming from thunder and lightning. What is that? What's the relationship between the thunder and lightning and the simple things that many of them we knew before? People told the gen- generation of Anish people believed in God. And, and, they were, and, and many of the mitzvahs that God gave us in the Ten Commandments are included in the seven laws of Noah. Like when you tell Manju with the seven laws of Noah, oh, I know that, that's the Ten Commandments. And then they're right. Many of the Ten Commandments are, are the same as the seven laws of Noah. So why is it so big? What's so big about giving the Torah? So the answer is like this. What's the purpose of giving the Torah? The purpose of giving the Torah is to reveal godliness, to reveal Hashem's wisdom, Hashem's infinity in creation. Before the giving of the Torah, there was a separation between the spiritual and the physical. And through the giving of the Torah, Hashem annulled this dichotomy, the separation, and he annulled the decree that separates heaven and earth. And now it's possible to reveal godliness, which is beyond creation, how God took us out of Egypt, how Hashem is in beyond nature. And that revelation, which is beyond nature, should be drawn down into physical things in the physical world. That's the novelty of the giving of the Torah, that Hashem was infinite beyond creation, that infinity should be drawn down into the physical. And we see this in, 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 the, um, in the Torah itself. On the one hand, the Torah is connected to creation. It says in Tanya, the Torah traveled world after world, level after level, until the Torah is vested in physical things, things of this world. 
On the other hand, and, and, and even though the Talmud says the Torah is beyond the world, but things beyond the world means it's connected to the world. Even if you say that the Torah is 2,000, the Talmud says the Torah existed 2,000 years before the, Torah, the world existed. And whatever that means, spiritually, how could you talk about time before creation, but say the Torah is above the world by 2,000 levels, whatever that means. It's not 2,001, it's only 2,000. So there's a way the Torah has a relationship to creation. And then there is a way the Torah is the wisdom of Hashem. The way the Torah is God's delight. The way it's beyond creation, beyond that seals, beyond the highest worlds. And that's the unique contribution of Sinai, giving the Torah. That God gave us His Torah, the Torah of God, which is beyond creation, the treasure of Hashem, His delight, He brought that, that down into the physical world. So the way the Torah is in the physical world, while we're learning in this physical world, what do we have inside it? What is it made of? It's, it's, it's the infinite light of Hashem, which is beyond creation. It's the wisdom of Hashem. It's God's delight, as it is, as we're studying it here. So, now we can answer our question. Our question was, how does um, the words, who took you out of Egypt, fit with the words that the Maimonides saying this verse is conveying, who created heaven and earth? Because the point of the giving of the Torah is that we should bring the revelation of Galilee, which is beyond creation, and that itself should be brought into creation. That this, that Hashem is, to, took us out of Egypt, Hashem's infinity, Hashem's Yudkei Hashem's revelation beyond creation, that should be brought down into creation that on earth. That should be brought down into the physical. And in order to connect these two things, regardless beyond creation and the physical world, it's impossible. So that's only possible because it comes from God's essence. God's essence is beyond His wisdom, His delight. God's essence is beyond the parameters, of course, the physical world. And because... God himself is giving us, giving us a Torah, therefore it's possible for there to be a fusion of the way the Torah is in, the, in, in beyond creation and the way the Torah is within creation. It's possible to fuse together because Torah comes from God's essence, therefore there's no, there's no rules. The Torah can be God's delight and yet the Torah as it is beyond creation is connected to creation. That means there's two things that two novelties of giving the Torah. One thing is, our forefathers kept the Torah, yes, but what did they connect? They only connected with the Galilee as it is within creation. In other words, our forefathers, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, when they kept the Torah, what were they connecting with? They were connecting with what a human being could connect with. They were connecting with how Hashem's light is within creation. Number two, they weren't able to affect the physical world. They weren't able to elevate anything in the physical world. When Hashem gave us a Torah, number one, it came from it comes coming from the essence of Hashem, and therefore, because coming from the essence of Hashem, therefore, it's able to also go down and to affect the physical world. Our forefathers, because they're connecting to to the level of Gamliel, which is within creation, therefore, they couldn't bring it down because it's spiritual, it's not physical; it has its parameters. Because at the giving of the Torah, God gave us something from His essence, therefore, it's possible to draw it down to the physical world. So there's three things here. There is creation of heaven and earth. There is the miracle of taking us out of Egypt. There's a revelation of godliness beyond creation. And there's God's essence, which fuses those, those, those two very different kinds of energy together. This is all alluded to in the opening verse that God said before he gave us the Ten Commandments. The opening verse is, 
And Elohim said all of these words saying. The word Elohim usually refers to God's concealment. But here, Elohim is referring to God's essence. The word Elohim means hiddenness. You could be hidden because, because the world is not able to handle you. Or, or we, could, we could be talking about your very deepest self, which is beyond revelation. So Elohim denotes God's essence, not the way Hashem hides himself, but God who is, who is uh, so to speak, intrinsically and naturally hidden, because we're talking about the, 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 the essence of Hashem. So Hashem, what does Hashem say? Hashem says, that because the Torah is coming from the Hashem's essence, it's possible that Havaya, Havaya, which is godliness beyond creation, should be Elokecha, your God within creation. Okay, so this, if you follow with me so far, this will help us understand something about the Rambam. The Rambam says something very peculiar. The Rambam, when he's talking about mitzvah believing in Hashem, he says, first he says, um, you have to believe in Hashem, he made the, everything in the world. Then the Rambam says, and if it will enter your mind that he does not exist, nothing else can exist. First of all, the Rebbe says, it's, if the Rambam is telling us halacha, that means we're supposed to study the halacha. How can a Jew be commanded to study, and, uh, and what if he doesn't exist? If you think that, much by, just by commanding you to study that, you're bringing to yourself a, something which seems to be a radical. And uh, number two, uh, Wajam uses a very unusual word when he says, if this will enter your mind. He doesn't say if it will enter your mind. He says if it will be elevated beyond your mind. If you'll be elevated, elevated beyond logic. And um, what actually is Ramam adding in halacha number two? In the first halacha he says, the foundation of all foundations, the pillar of all wisdoms, is to know that there is a, a, a primal, the first existence, and he created uh, and all that exists in heaven and earth only comes from the true creator. That's Allah number two. Allah number one. Allah number two, he says, and if you will rise and you say he does not exist, then nothing else can exist without him. What, what, what's he adding? First, Allah already says, you can't have creation, you can't have a, anything in the world without him creating it. What is he adding, Allah two? If you will rise in knowledge and you will say he doesn't exist, what's going on? So this is something unbelievable. Ever since us. Huh? Become a professor. <laughs> so it can't be. It can't be. That's halach. You're supposed to study this halach. So the says, Yalaladas means you reach a higher level of knowledge. Uh, there is a level of knowledge in Hashem that nothing can be by itself. There must be a godly energy that, that sustains creation. That's halach number one. Yalaladas means going beyond logic or a higher level of, of knowledge of Hashem. A higher level of knowledge of Hashem is to know that Hashem is beyond creation, to know that Hashem is infinite. That he is not in the realm of creation. Nothing can be created because he is beyond creation. That's a higher level. There is no Hashem creates the world. There is no Hashem creates the world. That the world cannot exist without Hashem creating. Then there is no Hashem is beyond creation. That he's beyond the realm of creation. He is infinite. That he's not the creator. That Rashab said. This is the part of A Higher level knowledge. That Rashab once said. The main thing of creation of Hashem is not that He made the world. That's not God's main thing. We think Hashem, oh, He's a creator. No, a creator is, is, is something insignificant. That's not the main thing about Hashem, He makes the world. Okay, so these two things that the Rabbim is conveying, these two first halachas, um, are connected to the two ideas that we said about Anich Hashem There is, Maimonides explaining that the words Anich 
I'm Lord your God who created heaven and earth. That's halacha number one in the Ramah. Then there is a second this translation of the verse says, I'm Lord your God took you out of Egypt. That's talking about the godliness which is, which is beyond creation. So the two translations of this verse, where the Maimonides brings this verse as a proof to believe that Hashem created the world, and the simple translation of the verse, this verse is talking about the miracle of, of the Exodus, are connected to these two levels of, of, um, of godliness. The way Hashem is within creation, the way Hashem's light is beyond creation. And before the Ram says these two things, what is it, what's the first thing the Ram says? The foundation of all foundations, the pillar of all wisdoms. What's Ram doing with that first line? That first line that Ram is telling us about the essence of Hashem, Yudke Vavke. The, the Ram is talking about how Hashem is beyond what something you could know, beyond something you could cannot know, beyond There is such a, there's a concept called means they're able to see someone from a distance, you don't know who they are, at least you know who they're not. So, so when we talk about God's essence, not only do we not know what it is, we don't know what it's not either. We, 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 have, not, we have no um, pedestal that can, get, can bring us closer to having an understanding of, 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 of the infinity of God's essence. So, so the first word of the Rambam is talking about God's essence. He says, and then the Rambam says, number one, about creation. Number two, about Hashem is beyond creation. So the, the first word of the four words is talking about the power that allows these two kinds of energy to converge. As we said before, that in order for there to be the giving of the Torah, that we could take physical things, and in, in these physical things we could have Hashem's essence in the physical world, I and mean, we have the infinite light of Hashem in the physical mitzvahs that we do, how is it possible to the infinite light of Hashem in the physical mitzvahs? It's because Torah comes from God's essence. So because Torah comes from God's essence, therefore it's possible to connect in the infinite light of Hashem with the physical, with the physical world. So the mitzvah that Ram therefore is saying is three components. Number one is to know that God is the uh, first existence and He created everything. Then there is a higher level to know that He's beyond creation. And also to know that Hashem is the, Hashem's essence connects these two kinds of knowledge. That Hashem is able to bring that which is beyond creation into creation. Are you busy yet? With me? Okay, good. Yes. <laughs> so this is... No, what's weird question. about it? There's all those descriptions, the whole, I guess, euphemisms, because what does it mean, Hashem's existence? Just, what existence? Yeah, we're using yeah, the word existence. What, what does that mean? Faran. Yeah. Essence. What, what's, 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 what's his essence? So it's only for us to understand those words, otherwise it's... Uh, right, right, right. We're definitely lim- we're de- filtering in our mind through the words right. we're using, for sure. Um... So this is also alluded to in the opening words of the Ten Commandments. Opening words of the Ten Commandments are, and Hashem spoke all these words, and then he said the Ten Commandments. There, there's a revelation of kol all those words, the words of the Ten Commandments, but not only the Ten Commandments, all those words that says refers to all the mitzvahs, which are included within the Ten Commandments, not just those, but all the insights in the Torah that will ever be discovered, like Marcus Fried's uh, latest uh, uh, book. So any true Torah scholar invents in Torah, it's all included in the, uh, in the Ten Commandments. And Hashem gave us all of the information of Torah, and He said, I'm giving this to you, lay more to say. What does it to say mean? The author ever said that whenever a Jew studies Torah, he has to feel that God's talking to him right now. That he is now with Hashem, and Hashem is saying the words to him. He's repeating the words of Hashem. He is reenacting the giving of the Torah. That God right now is saying those words. 
Hashem gave us those words to say so that we could cause him to say them again. That's why the result says there has to be this uh, trembling and shaking we said in Torah. Because that's what really is going on. So then the Torah, then, okay, so Hashem says that whenever you're studying Torah, there's, it's there. Hashem is giving you the Torah. And then Hashem continues and says the first two commandments. The first two commandments, believing in God and not to believe in any other gods, conclude with, include within them all the positive mitzvahs and all the negative mitzvahs, which also means, includes our positive understanding of God's energy and creation. And the, God, the negative commandments also denote Hashem's greatness beyond creation. And then, then we read the next eight commandments, don't kill, don't steal, very simple things, which indicate how Hashem's infinite light is connected to the physical world. In this, in this, and this is the mitzvah of knowing Anoichi Hashem A Jew has to know and understand with his physical mind both that God is the creator and that he is beyond creation. And these two forms of knowledge have to be one with him that Hashem, who is the first creator, that is the first existence, he is beyond creation. That Hashem, that, that Hashem who is the creator, is, because, Hashem, because Hashem's essence can combine them both, a Jew has to know that Hashem is both creator and beyond creation. If you think about Hashem's essence, there's no division between Hashem's power to create and Hashem's being beyond creation. Hashem's essence unites them both. So what's the lesson? Do we have a wondrous lesson that it says in our service of Hashem? When a Jew meditates, when he studies a concept in Torah, that he is now giving over the words of Hashem, he has to be full of fear and dread, thinking that this literally is the word of Hashem that is being now said to Moshe Rabbeinu at Mount Sinai. Because it's, the Torah says, when we study Torah, you have to feel, and the, the truth is, that it's as if it's new, or another text in the Talmud says, when you study Torah, it's, it is new. So, that means that a Jew in his daily life has the power to feel and know and recognize in his physical life, especially in the Torah, he's able to feel and to know and to recognize godliness, which is beyond everything. In his physical life, in his eating, in, in, in whatever's going on. In other words, not only you recognize, what's it ever saying? Ever saying is that every Jew has the ability in his daily life, especially through studying Torah, to feel and to know and to recognize his, his God, who is beyond everything, in his physical life, and for sure in his spiritual life, to recognize and know Hashem, not just how he is the creator of the world. But also Hashem is beyond creation. In his physical life, he's able to taste, so to speak, and feel how Hashem is, 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 is making this exist. And, how Hashem, and in his physical life, there's something there that's beyond creation. That, that there, there is, in his physical life, there is Hashem who is beyond creation. Just like when you're studying Torah, you feel that this is, you're supposed to feel that the truth, that Hashem is saying these words, that these, are come, these words are coming from the essence of Hashem, <clears throat> the essence of Hashem, so too in your physical life, you to also recognize and feel this is godly. And not just godly as it is within creation, but godly as, as Hashem is beyond creation. Hashem is unlimited. Not that way Hashem contracted his life. And that's how the Ten Commandments begin. So when we are, the Bible says in the Parshas Yisra, and we're lead, reading the Torah, and reading the, the blessings before 
um, reading the Torah and reading about the giving of the Torah with the blessings before and the blessings after. It's similar to the time when God gives us the Torah on the holiday of Shavuos. This um, Pasha Sisri has a similarity. The Rebbe doesn't mention this here, but the, the, the Tzemach Tzedek said the Parshas Yisrael is like the king is in the field. There is, there is a way that Shem gives us a Torah on Shavuos, and the Parshas Yisrael is Shem giving us a Torah in a different way. The king is in the field. It's not with the same kind of uh, giving, same kind of uh, energy as as uh, as on Shavuos, but it is once a year that uh, we read this this Parshas Yisrael, and so so. Um, and this is a source of energy for the entire year, especially as Altarva says, you have to live at the time, live with the Torah portion of the week. And so from the Shabbos, you have to live with the idea of giving the Torah, how Hashem, Hashem's light, which is beyond creation, is revealed in creation. I'm, I'm saying too many words. I want to bring this home. Okay. Let's talk about the, what the bring, bring this home means. Number one, that we study Torah, you feel every man and woman there that says, women also have to study Torah. Whenever you study Torah, to feel that God's going to number one, right now. And number two, in your physical life, to feel and to know and to recognize, you have the ability to feel and don't recognize Hashem, which is beyond creation, in your physical life. You have to feel the, the like it says in Yom Yom, perhaps, in Yom Yom it says, there's two characteristic expressions of Hasidus. One is, that a Jew does not want and cannot sever himself with Hashem. And the other is that a Jew recognizes and feels how Hashem is beyond creation. His life is beyond creation. His life is a miracle. So Yom Yom says these two things are connected to each other. Why is it that a Jew does not want and can't sever his mind with Hashem? Because he senses the supernatural quality of Galimus. So instead of saying that this is something we could, we could we, we, we were given this Shabbos, this is the source for the whole year, to feel in the physical world, in our physical life, especially in our Torah study, godliness which is beyond creation, to feel the majesty and the magic of Hashem's light in the physical things we're doing. This, right, this paradox of, of being able to reconcile spiritual and physical is unmanageable for everybody else but a Jew. They're given that insight to understand that it's beyond our understanding. It's not a paradox at all. It's exactly the way it has to be. That's the purpose of creation, right? Yeah. This is the whole point. It's the Jewish thing you're saying. Yeah, yeah. Quick question. Do you have any idea? I, I can't get my...